0: You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show brought to you by Bradshaw and
1: Bryant.
2: Who, me? me? <laughs> so I'd
3: like a a really to amazing. know if
2: I was
1: married to a horror what piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you could just look at her license.
2: <laughs> my it's a
1: special stripe. That
4: you was know, amazing. Oh that. my gosh! <laughs> Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions.
2: back everybody to another episode of the best of the tom bernard podcast brought to you as always by bradshaw and bryant kicking off the show this week we had author vince wilson on the show talking about weird uses for cats in his new book about weird history next on the best of
0: ladies and gentlemen our special guest weird and unusual history uh making a ra- making a radio out of a cat yeah. spy bats and more uh, vince wilson with us vince how are you i'm all
1: right how you doing
0: i'm not too bad i never realized that I could,
1: today.
0: I could do a morning show out of a cat i didn't know that <laughs> the radio cat so vince where do we start because uh i tell you i've been told uh You're a hell of a guest, so I can't wait to hear some of the stories. Vince Wilson has always been interested in science and history and the unexplained, since as far back as he can remember, a hypnotist and futurist joined the American Institute of Parapsychology. Wilson is the author of Ghost Tech and Ghost Science. So, yeah, we like tech, we like science, we like ghosts, so we're in a good spot here, Vince.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you for having uh, having me on. I'm glad I was able to be on here with such short notice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had a conversation a little while ago um, with Dave Schrader and the topic started coming up of weird history. You know, and there's a lot of history, of course, and there's a lot of weird history out there. You just, you can't um, get around that. You know, things of an unusual nature happen, and it's it's crazy when you think about it. Of course, we, you, you talk about the paranormal a lot. You know, I talk about the paranormal a lot. And, but that's a very debatable topic. You know, the theories, the application, is it real, is it true? Are they lying? Are they hallucinating? All those sorts of things have to be taken into account. However, there's things that are crazy, strange, unusual, and 100% real, undebatable history. So, I was wondering, where would you like to start? Would you like to start with the Human Z, um, the Acoustic Kitty, or the
2: Fat Bob? I definitely want to hear about the Acoustic Kitty. (laughs) My wife wants to hear about the Acoustic Kitty. (laughs)
1: You said the Human Z?
0: No, she said she wants to hear the Acoustic Kitty. Acoustic Acoustic Kitty,
1: Kitty, yes. Oh, Acoustic Kitty. Okay, excellent. Okay. All right, so. uh, during the Cold War, there was lots of attempts uh, from both sides to spy on the other, obviously. A lot of uh, amazing technology that we take for granted today came out of Cold War technological development, all right? Um, cell phones, mobile phones, you know, um, the the Internet, you know, all these things were developed due to military funding. Um, some of them... You know, seems you know if you research some of that, you'll find out it, it seems you know altruistic. You know, oh, we got to share data between colleges and universities. Well, mm-hmm. you know, where do you think that money came from? <laughs> you know, um, the military, the U.S. government, also the KGB. You know, the the USSR, China, and our you know and our enemies at the time. Some of them still borderline enemies today. All right, and one of the most um, amazing and horrible technologies that were developed were was acoustic hitting. Uh, it was a CIA project um, launched by the, um, the CIA's Directorate of Science and Technology. The 1960s intended to use cats to spy on Kremlin and Soviet embassies. Now, they weren't thinking about other animals. They had considered uh, dogs and squirrels and birds. And the problem with those are, it would just seem too unusual for these animals to be at a Soviet embassy. Even the dogs. you know, like why would why would you let a dog, it's gonna, you know, uh, a wild dog into your embassy? But a cat, on the other hand, a cat seems innocuous enough.
2: Hmm. All right, I'm saying what could go wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll, get there.
5: We'll get there.
1: it does go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so the, the people, they have been experimenting with the idea of operating directly on the human ear. Uh, that, you know, if they're using uh, medical technology and science at the time used for uh, helping and possibly even curing the death. All right. And they had researched animal ear, t- you know, biology uh, to see if they could affect that, and they were able to wire an implant. And n- no, the cat, believe it or not, did not did not suffer through this, although uh, PETA certainly would not have approved no. of this project, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, they had uh, put the cat, you know, under, as they say, uh, and surgically implanted a device into the cat's ear canal. And then wired it all the way down from the base of the back of the head. You know that little fatty spot, the part you would pick up a kittens with. Yes. All right. the The, the majority of the electronics were implanted there, and they ran the rest of it down the spinal cord to the tip of the tail oh. in a long, in, uh, surgical implant. The tail was used, believe it or not, you get as
2: the one. microphone.
1: An antenna. Uh, That's okay. right. Of course, okay. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. The cat's tail was an antenna. All right. So, the mission was to <laughs> eavesdrop on you know the their first attempt of it. it was an eavesdrop on two men in a park at a compound in, on on Wisconsin Avenue in Washington D.C. The cat was released nearby. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, they had trained the cat to try to acclimate to humans very easily that they could you know point to it but the problem with that is the word training a cat yeah <laughs> as you can imagine that is something that any cat owner would tell you is implausible the only thing they are trained they can ever be trained to do is acknowledge the fact that their food is being open exactly <laughs> all right <laughs> so or where the litter boxes and where it's time to go to the bathroom
2: right all right
1: um, but that's about it. So, according, there's two versions of the story. All right? The the first version is this. The, the cat was really aimed at the two people across the street having a conversation. Everything was on. The, the CIA agents were in a van nearby with all the electronic equipment that the 1960s had to offer. <laughs> the cat was pushed out into the... you know, into the road to go across the street to spy on these two men. And in one version of the story, that was unfortunately the most likely and common version of the story, the cat was immediately hit by a taxi cat.
2: Yeah, you throw a cat in the road. What's going to happen? Like I said, what could go wrong? That's right. That cat
1: went flat. That cat went flat. That's right. That's... Yeah, so, however, however, there was a person who was part of this project, and, yes, the project's official file name, Acoustic Kitty. Oh,
2: my All God. Right? And the how much did this was cost?
1: 1967, and one person associated with it said the equipment was taken out of the cat, and this is uh, Robert Wallace who said this, who was the former director of the CIA Office, office of Technical Service, said the equipment was taken out of the cat, the cat was re for a second time and lived a long, happy life afterwards. You know, but some people think, are yeah. pretty sure that it's actually just a nice little spin on a horrible, yeah. terrible <laughs> idea.
2: So this had to, like, go to a committee and, and have a budget, and people had to say, yep, good yeah. idea. Like, that's what is amazing more yeah. than anything yep. to me. Yeah. yeah
1: well, think of the <laughs> mentality that get movies, that get terrible movies made. You know? Yeah. So, and that is probably what you're dealing with here. The Hollywood and, and the CIA should probably, you know, brainstorm at one point and try to work out their problem.
2: Uh, maybe, you know? yeah. so, or just bring a person yeah, in But yeah, Lots of things sense. have
1: gone through development stages, passed through every level of hierarchy that that agency has. And still, someone said, let's do that. Yeah. All right, that's a good idea. You know, and that probably is a good way of segueing into... The bath bomb. Sorry, so, <laughs> no, I like it. I like you know. it. Okay, so you know, it's, it's another thing that reminds you of that old adage: "Never work with children and animals." Fortunately, I don't have any children stories. That they're really wired or put exposed to well, Children. Thank God. You know, but maybe that hasn't been declassified yet. Anyway, uh, the uh, the bath bomb. The bath bombs were an experimental World War II weapon developed by the United States. The bomb is consistent, I'm just reading this directly from a uh, something I found on the internet because it's an easy description. The bomb consisted of a bomb shaped casing with over a thousand components, each containing a hibernating Mexican free-tailed bat with a small, time incendiary bomb attached. Drop on a bomb at dawn, the crafting would deploy a parachute in mid-flight and open to release the bat, which would then disperse and roast roost, I'm sorry, roost in eaves and attics in a 20 to 40 mile radius.
4: Well, first the they'd roost, areas, then they'd roast. <laughs> yeah.
1: What that? First they'd
4: roost, yeah, then they'd, they'd roast. First,
1: <laughs> they roost. That's right. These areas I were catching on were set on timers, would then ignite and start fires in inaccessible places in the largely wood and paper construction of the Japanese cities that were the weapons intended target. So this was a World War II weapon. Oh my God. Now it gets better.
3: <laughs> so, he goes, now it gets better.
1: Yes, yes. So who came up with this idea? Who was the the person who developed this? Was it a biologist, an expert on bats, perhaps? Or was it conceived by a Pennsylvania dentist named Lintel S. Adams, the friend of First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt? I'm <laughs> guessing
2: the dentist. That is actually
1: <laughs> who developed the idea of the bat bomb, a dentist. From Pennsylvania. Wow. <laughs> Adams submitted to the White House in January 1944, 1942, where it was subsequently approved by President Roosevelt, uh, Roosevelt on the advice of Donald Griffith, another advisor. Uh, yeah. So, it, so, yes. Now, here's what's interesting about this. As crazy as this is, the bat bomb worked. Okay. Whoa. Now... It took two years of the, uh, I'm sorry, three years of development from the point it was approved by Roosevelt in 1942 until it was actually ready to be deployed. So the bat during one of its initial testing phases the, um, some of the bats hi- came out of hibernation too quickly. What they were trying to find is a balance between cooling them down which would cause hibernation
2: mm. and
1: warming them up which would awaken them. Okay. One of their tests Awakened them too early. The bats, which had the incendiary devices attached, now remember this is be- this is before their miniaturized remote controls. So these had essentially mechanical switches, you know, timers on them. Once they were released, that was it. They were going to catch on fire at some point. <laughs> so, um, so the bats escaped and flew into a hangar at the military base they were testing this that there we go and, and of course the timer went off and and that hangar exploded because it had munitions in it it caught on fire and then blew up it was no one was injured thank goodness but it also set on fire a general's car um and <laughs> according to the documents and it, because this was considered top secret at the time the base commander was not allowed to know what caused the hangar to burn up. They were just told it's, it was an experiment, it's top secret, it's above your pay grade, basically. Uh, if we only know about this decades later when the information was finally released to the general public. Yeah. So the bat bomb, the idea was because most Japanese houses were paper and wood. It mm-hmm. would be released from the air. Um, it would, it would, A parachute would uh, retract in the back. Slowing it down, the tie all these mechanisms over a thousand parts and pieces inside the bomb would release the previously hibernating bats, wake them up, and send them forth into the Japanese cities. However, <laughs> there, the reason you never heard about this ending the war <laughs> or being deployed is because that when it was ready, it was already. 1945.
2: Ah, Ooh. The bomb. That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: So the um, the bomb. back bomb was never <laughs> tested. That's right. The, the back bomb, bomb was never tested in the field because they had already used the two atomic bombs on Japan, which ended the war. God, what a story.
0: Vince, you're full, uh, from what I understand, you're full of stories, man. This is great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on today. So I, the, the other story I pulled out for you. Now, this is a okay. a controversial story, obviously. All and right. It's, um, and there's, there's a lot of, this is the one that is more, more theory than actual um, reality, okay? Some people claim that this was done, that these experiments were carried out in, in uh, the And this was a KGB-funded experiment. I already did two U.S.-funded experiments. I thought it was important that we kind of cover, um, you know, one of our enemies at the time, all right? It is a controversial topic, to say the least. Is it possible that scientists had actually done this? There have been reports in China that successful experiments in this regard to build an army of super soldiers for lack of a better term an army of hybrid uh i don't know how you would put this creatures you know that walked on two legs that their genetics were only half human the other half of course being chimpanzees (laughs) what (laughs) Okay, chimps that and is man. Correct. So, <laughs> so we're going backwards here. <laughs> there, there have been two reported cases of attempts by two a- actual world governments, major superpowers no less, attempting to hybridize, hybrid, hybridize humans and chimpanzees. Or in some cases, before, you know, this is some of these tests took place decades before. We understood chromosomes and DNA the way we do today. But as you know, or may not know, chimpanzees share 95% of human DNA. Right. All right. The Bobondo uh, or um, uh, what is it? The uh, uh, It's a miniature. It's, like, it's considered a, um, I forget the term for it. But anyway, it's a smaller chimpanzee and that has 97% human D- DNA match. And its chromosome, it's DNA. All right. So um, the first reported attempt at this was by uh, Ilya Ivanovich Ivanov, was of the first person was. to attempt to create human <laughs> chimp hybrid by artificial insemination. He outlined his <laughs> idea as early as 1910 in a presentation to the World Congress of Zoologists wow. and, and Graz. All right. In the 1920s, Ivanovich, uh, Carried out a series of experiments, com- culminating in disseminating three female chimpanzees with human sperm, but he failed to achieve pregnancy. All right. <sighs> he then moved yes. on to human female volunteer. What? Oh, so that's God. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> um, he, he he was able to cross out thirty-four inseminations. Six resulted in pregnancies only one of which ended in successful birth of a camera the cross between a male uh guanaco female uh so so, yeah so there's there is uh it didn't result in a birth thank goodness right um but his experiments were delayed by the death of his last orangutan um but you know apparently he had other animals but for some reason the death of orangutan really upset him uh, the next year, he fell under political criticism, for obvious reasons, from the Soviet government, and was sentenced to exile in Kazakh SSR. He worked there at Kazakh the Veterinary Zoological Technical Institute and died of a stroke two years later.
2: Hmm. Yeah. So,
1: there, so there is rumors that in the seventies, the, the, in the seventies, that China itself had been working on similar experiments to create a um a hominid, you know, hybrid, you know, of apes and humans through artificial insemination and perhaps even later on with the advent of DNA technology increasing cloning being available crossing those in order to create an arm an unstoppable army and the and the like the the kind of things you would think of from Planet of the apes
2: but i don't understand why it, this would result in an unstoppable army i mean you just throw them a mango and they get distracted chimps <laughs> uh, are,
4: are actually <laughs> very very strong and very violent
2: mhm yeah but Yep, yeah, that's correct. A gun, you know, they, would, they be, wouldn't be a very
1: chimpanzee is is 3 to 5 times stronger than a human man mm-hmm. but you it's know the uh
2: still an animal i mean you're not going gonna... <sighs> to
1: they'd be difficult to train yeah
2: yeah, I would think so. I don't know.
0: No, I do have to tell you something, Vince. And I'm very serious uh-huh. about this. I've got a 32 inch inseam and a 37 inch sleeve length. Do you think I'm one of those monkey boys?
2: Mm, that explains <laughs> a lot.
1: <laughs> I actually have the seam measurements myself. I'm six foot four inches tall. I have a 32 inch inseam and a 37 inch uh, arm length. But Are you no, really?
0: Honest to God, it's just I am a monkey man. There's no. (laughs) It's been pointed out to me several times. You know, you're kind of a monkey man. Well, thank you, thank you very much.
2: Oh, I just Uh, I don't know.
0: (laughs) So, so they would because they were so strong. This would all be hand to hand combat. Is that what they were talking about?
1: Well, I think they wanted to do. is They wanted to have their best objective. You know, if the experiments had concluded. And some say that the Chinese actually succeeded and destroyed the evidence. Um, that the, their best hopes were to have a soldier that was um, had human intelligence and ape strength.
0: Human intelligence and ape strength. Then
2: most likely it would be the other way around.
1: Yeah. No, no, you know, no. The bad thing to be if it had human strength
2: yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and, monkey you know, intelligence. and monkey intelligence. <laughs> you know that's what's going to happen.
1: <laughs> well, no, because
0: look, basically, I, I, his name is Kendall Norberg, so <laughs> he's he's my, my my best friend in the world, and he is also well at his office. He's the vice president or one of the directors of a of a, a company, and in his office, his professional office. There is a picture of a silverback ape that was given to him by his co-workers, because they said he reminded him of a silverback ape. So that's real nice. tell so yeah, Vince, when when Kendall and I walk down the street, it's like monkey time. There's no doubt about it. It's just unbelievable. These are great stories, Vince. How much? How long did you have to research all this? To you, you find these things. It's amazing.
1: Well, the a lot of it is some of the information. In fact, most of it's available online. Of course, there's. There are several books on it, um, and there's uh, some documentaries that cover some of it. This is a great show that came out. It was hosted by, I don't remember the actor's name, but he he was the star. He played the crazy scientist in um, that show, Fringe, and he hosted a show called Dark Matter. Matters. So at least two of these stories appeared on there. Oh, so okay. The, the rest of it, yeah. So the rest of the stories, you could probably find... A, Lot of details. I tried to get some juicy extra bits from you for you tonight that might not be available on a lot of the other shows out there for your show today. Um, but yeah, you can, you can research a lot of this online. Um, the Back in Acoustic Kitty, are both available on the media. <laughs> they don't get everything in there. Poor kitty.
5: <laughs> um,
1: and of course, they don't get everything in there like I mentioned in the show, but it's, they're on there. Um, so yeah, these, these are uh, generally available to the, the public um, you know, th- th- through books online, there's a few podcasts that cover strange history that you probably would to do that would cover a couple of this information.
0: I think it's wonderful. I'd love yeah. to have you back on talking about this, Vince. This is terrific.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I didn't even get a chance to go into, uh, Edgar Allen Poe's, you know, the series behind the death.
0: Oh, wait yeah. a minute. How much more do you, do you have five <laughs> more minutes?
1: <laughs> yeah, I could probably do five more minutes. I don't, oh, if you uh, we don't mind if I can't look at my notes since I'm driving. But, uh, <laughs> oh, well, I don't know if I want to
0: distract you while you're driving,
1: Vince. Or get no, you a no, ticket. I've got Bluetooth on, so uh, you're fine. All, right. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. If you, so,
0: um, so, so you were talking about yeah. Edgar Allan Poe.
1: So Edgar Allan Poe died under mysterious circumstances in 1849. All right. His uh, death day was January 19th, if I'm not mistaken. You might have to find that. I'm pretty sure that date is correct. Um, he was only... Forty years old when he died. He was discovered um, in front of a voting hall. Or actually recent evidence, and, there, and believe it or not, warning for evidence always comes out. Even to this day, recent evidence suggests that he died inside the voting hall, not outside the street or the gutter, like a lot of people right. have claimed uh he had. Well, this is a more interesting story, I guess, to say. He was found in the gutter. But no, he was actually found inside the voting hall, the area involved without the Little Hitler. He was disheveled, slurring his speech, uh, kind of uh, all over the place in his speaking. Uh, no one could figure out what he was saying. He asked for a friend of his, who was calling out a name that no one recognized or happened And he died three days later at Church Home Hospital in Baltimore City. All right. So a lot of this is uh, very strange, uh, very mm-hmm. unusual. All right. Um, now course, you. I'm sure you heard that he was a drunk and a opium addict, right? And a womanizing cad, as they would have said back then. Cad, you know. Uh, but the, most of those stories are not true. Um, Poe actually had a literary enemy named Rufus Griswold, and it, it doesn't that sound like a bad guy's yeah. <laughs> name? <Like if you're, laughs>
0: yes, it does. Actually, if
1: you're if you're trying to think of someone. You know, just by the name alone, he would—you know—you would clearly identify him as the murderer in a, mis- a bad mystery novel. In, <laughs> Rufus Griswold. Well, Rufus, um, you know, hated Edgar Allan Poe. He hated his talent. He was a very jealous and envious man. He was—he was a—he was, was a scoundrel himself. He took bribes uh, from poets and writers to appear in his collection of literary works that he published. I, mean, uh, I think uh, I think it was an annual volume or something like that. But anyway, uh, he hated Poe because he believed Poe had written a negative review about one of his books under an anonymous name. Uh, Griswold hated Poe so much that the day he died, he actually published anonymously, like a coward, in a, lo- in a local newspaper, that Edgar Allan Poe died today and uh, the world is a better place for it, basically what he said. Ooh, you know? cool. and, and, we're, and no one's upset about it. It's funny because you get paraphrasing the comments. Um, so it, it, that kind of went on for a long time. In fact, uh, Griswold went on to actually write Poe's biography and scammed his aunt out of the rights of Poe's work. So he could include the biography in the front of every volume. And, uh, in, in, the, in these, uh, biographies he wrote up that Poe was an alcoholic, that he was opium addict, and that he, he was a womanizer and liar and plagiarizer. All right, none of these stories were true. In fact, Poe had a weakness uh, for alcohol. He was he couldn't drink very much before he got sick. He was not all of his friends said that he never was known to take any kind of drugs. Um, you know, he considered himself a sophisticated uh, man about town. He would not have stooped to that level of uh, you know, taking a of drugs or anything like that. Um, and also he was very happy with the, the way his brain worked, despite he was known for being depressed all the time. Um, so there's some, a lot of theories about how Poe died, all right? Um, there's the four most prominent ones are, uh, these popular ones are tuberculosis. You may have heard that before. Mm-hmm. Your study of your background Poe. Of course, his first wife, his most beloved wife, uh, Virginia Clem Poe, died from tuberculosis, all right. It was a horrible disease um, called consumption at the time because it consumed mm-hmm. you from the inside out. you It caused you to wither away and to cough up blood. It was super horrible. And uh, Virginia died from tuberculosis, TB, consumption. Mm-hmm. All right. Another theory is that Poe uh, died from uh, a scandalous kind of voting fraud at the time called Cooping. Uh, this is a very popular theory with, uh, you know, post historians that he was kidnapped and forced to vote for a candidate over and over again, under in different disguises, different clothes. might explain why his clothes were different. Why he was found at a voting hall. It died. Um, that he was, uh, you, especially if you think that voting is weird today and it's full of <laughs> fraud and scandal, it was worse back then. Trust me. Um, and, and that would explain the situation he was, and he was, uh, you know, given an overdose in order to try to get rid of him he yes. uh, That's a very popular theory. Another theory is that he was murdered, perhaps, by agents of Bruce, Rufus Griswold or another enemy of his. He had a few, all right? He, ha- he might have had gambling debts at the time. He, was, he also had possibly $2,000 on him, which is the equivalent of uh, 200000 today. Um, because he was trying to collect money for a new literary magazine called The Stylus that he was going to have published. All right. So it is possible that he was murdered for his money or murdered for revenge. And, of course, the fourth one, and the most interesting one, in my opinion, uh, is rabies, believe it or not. <laughs>
0: have
1: you ever heard that one before?
0: No. Andy's bobbing his head. Mm-hmm.
1: He's you have heard, heard it? Heard yep. it?
0: Oh, yeah, rabies
4: is actually very deadly.
1: Yeah, Poe wasn't known to be a lover of animals, in particular, cat. He had a cat named Pluto, of course, named after the <laughs> uh, the the uh, Greek or uh, the Greek god of uh, or uh, Roman god of, of death. Pluto was his cat, and he also was known to be cat stray Cats outside of his house in South Baltimore. All right, so um, he may have contracted rabies. In fact, there was a TV series that came out years ago called Diagnosis History. In which he would submit, if you remember that, if he would submit the symptoms of a historical death to John Hopkins Hospital, and see if the doctors can figure out or conclude, you know, what was the cause of this historical figure's death based on the symptoms, uh, but not given the name of the historical figure. So he would be, he would say, "Here's the symptoms of this person. Can't tell you who it is, but what do you? What is your idea about what killed them?" it would be laid out like a bullet point list. This person had this, this, and this, and they died from this, and this. And they, they're, they're, the uh, the diagnosis doctors came back with, once again, this person, they had no idea who it was, was rabies. Because uh, uh, Poe did have trouble drinking water, that's one thing that's remembered, although most of the, in fact, all of the hospital records are missing um, from the, those, that time period. We know nothing about what they wrote down in regards to psychosis. But he, we do know that he had trouble drinking water. And hydrophobia is a symptom of uh, rabies.
0: What an amazing story that is. So Edgar Allen, I, I was going to ask you this, Vince. Do you know, I, I think Dylan Thomas was the guy that was found in the gutter, right? Dead. And I think a lot of people confuse the Dylan Thomas story because I, I believe they were both found in Baltimore. But I think Dylan Thomas was a guy that actually was found in a gutter, and people just kind of crossed over information and decided it was Poe that was found in the gutter. So, it's kind of like politics today. When they come on television, you know they're lying. <laughs> so, that's that. <laughs> that is that. Yep. Vince, I, I look forward to the next time we have you on. I love these stories. I think everybody loves these stories. It's, you know, it's real history. Well, I'd
1: love to put some more together for you and, and be back on again. Yeah, just let me know when you'd like to have me on, I I'll time for you.
0: We will absolutely get that done, Vince. Thank thank you very much for your time, Vince Wilson, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Best of the Tom Bernard podcast.
6: What's new? What's cat?
2: It's Wilson on The Best Of, and I need to talk with my cat about doing a little more around the house, apparently. Coming up next, we had comedian Nate Jackson in studio, and he was not really expecting to be talking about ghosts on the podcast, but he did. Next. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa!
0: Oh, you're rocking out today. What's that all about?
5: It's Friday. She's
0: got her skulls on her dress. It's 90 degrees outside. I knew you have your skull dress. I didn't even know. I looked at it. and was like, oh, that's a nice outfit. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. you said, because like, from here, you can't see that it's are skulls. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, then when you went like this, like, Jesus, you're right. Yeah. Lots She's of
4: her Trente Uno de Mayo shirt. Sure. Her, mm-hmm. her yeah, husband
2: deals in the macabre and the mysterious and the paranormal. Per-
0: yeah. Can oh, you tell them what's coming up yet?
5: Mm-hmm. Huh?
0: Okay, when you mention what's coming no, up, no, we yet? can't. I but didn't he, think so. but
5: his TV show, I think it's supposed to air the beginning of October now. So that's this the, the date. Out, I think
0: he's out still shooting it now, isn't he?
5: Um, not right now. He's home.
0: Oh, he's or home no. now.
5: Okay. Yeah, but um, you guys
6: believe in ghosts? No, I'm sure you do. At least as a supportive why.
5: Yeah, well, yeah, I do tell him. He's every day. There you um, go. That's you no, knocking do. stuff down upstairs. Oh yeah. well, honey, <laughs> I do because I've had experiences and really? unexplained experiences, and I'm a skeptical believer. So I don't. Every little weird thing that happens, I don't. Assume that it's paranormal uh-huh. I try and figure out what it is first
6: Now can I ask you something? Sure. I'm sorry that was mid-sentence But you said every weird little thing that happens And you looked over my shoulders If something had happened <laughs> no. over <your> <laughs> and I just want to make that clear Well,
5: because ghosts oh. hang out in the corner all the time That's like their favorite This hangout. particular
6: corner? Maybe <laughs> yeah,
0: Well, camera. now They didn't use you But now <laughs> they
6: will
5: well, um, If you
6: guys are getting full coverage of this room on that camera Then yeah, <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. I've had unexplained experiences and stuff So I I have to believe in something. I mean, I can't say that nothing happened because I, you know, it happened to me. So, um, Mm -hmm. what exactly it is, I don't know. What happened? Well, I've had, I've had, I've seen shadow people.
6: What is it? What shadow people? Yeah, was that a black ghost? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah.
5: Well, I
6: don't even believe in ghosts. I never heard of Uh, black ones.
5: Uh, (laughs) There would be ghost (laughs) slaves everywhere.
6: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We've had a pretty tough history
5: here. Yeah, Does, so would be, uh, well, a shadow person is like it's supposed to be like a an entity or a spirit that just takes a dark form. It doesn't need <coughs> to be. It doesn't doesn't mean that it's evil or bad. It's just that's the form they take. So I've seen those. Um, I've had, uh, I've I've used equipment and had a lot of experiences with equipment. Um, EVPs, ooh, which is. Um, electronic voice phenomenon but and I've had and I've listened to playback and I'm hearing voices that weren't I'm the only one in the room and I know I didn't say anything Really, and I hear it on a recorded device so um, yeah and I just I don't know it's interesting and weird and I like it
0: you know it's kind of interesting to me and I don't understand this because I grew up a a Roman Catholic Mm -hmm. right so all the way through school. I went to Catholic school till I was in ninth grade and they never ever mentioned exorcisms or anything like that. I didn't nope. know anything about that until that nope. movie came out. They're right. extremely rare.
4: Um, really? they're they're outlawed in a lot of places now. Mm-hmm. Oh, are they? Yeah. You
0: can't do it. I tell you what, if any little kid started talking like that to me, I'd just start laughing. I'm
5: sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she got so nasty it's
0: like really. Well <laughs> the new
5: the new term now, and this is with um, you know most Christian denominations is called deliverance. It's not an exorcism and that's with Baptists and Evangelicals and stuff like that and that's when they have those churches and people um, I don't know they just kind of have a group exorcism if that's what you want to call it or a deliverance. Well, they do? Yeah. That's why they
6: cast out a spirit.
5: Yeah. Sometimes
6: it's like spirits of perversion and things like that but I don't know. Here's my thing. What did you hear? Like what were the ghosts saying?
5: Um, well, I've heard them say my name, and then... Like uh, how, though? Well, we asked if anyone w- is in danger in this room, and oh. it said Winnie, and my family's the only one that calls me Winnie. Everybody else calls me Cassie, so How to say it? Winnie.
6: <laughs> just Winnie. Winnie. Was it like that?
5: No. Was it like was just Winnie. Winnie. You know i have had. I've had some... I've had... <laughs> We were. I was in Missouri, and we were uh, investigating the Belvoir Winery, uh, which is the old Odd Fellows Asylum. Mm-hmm. And we were doing an EVP session. There's a
6: winery and an asylum?
5: It used to be an old asylum. They they tra- uh, made it into a winery. It's a beautiful place. You know how they
6: lost their minds in the first place?
5: By drinking alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. They really we're doing, nice we're having right spirits there. with spirits. That's yeah, what spirits we're doing. Ah. You um, but... Uh, we I uh, I can't remember what the question was, but we heard a get out, and then like somebody asked another question, and it just okay, went hold get on. out like. So, you, why?
6: why? <laughs> <laughs> so it said get out, mm-hmm. and then somebody asked another question. Well, Were we you didn't... with all white
3: people? Yeah. <laughs> I knew. You know. I, knew I just feel Come like, on. I mean, you've seen the movies.
6: If somebody says, get out, okay. you would have just heard a door like, yeah, <laughs> it's not. I'm not going <laughs> to. So someone asked another question. Like, what is the next question, well, JB? We
5: don't hear it until after
6: Where's we play the it. Where's the door? All right, well, how do I get out? That
5: right. way. Like, what... <laughs> I don't know. I like That's. It. it doesn't scare me, though. I don't get scared. So. Oh, yeah. I
0: I'd piss <laughs> my pants. <laughs> you
6: so you would. do that is scary stuff to you, right? Yes. <laughs> oh,
5: no, me when too, when but I, I just don't believe.
6: I it. heard a voice say, "Get out!" I'm getting out. I don't yeah, know. Like,
5: I I don't know. I, for some reason, it does not scare me. When I go to a haunted location, I put my foot down right when I walk in a room, and I'm like, "You're not gonna mess with me." I mean, I Which just kind like of walk in and, and stop like
3: verbally out. Yeah. I've
5: threatening
0: a ghost exactly. <laughs> you're not going to mess with me. Yeah, just
5: Okay. Yeah,
0: you know, no, you're
5: not going to mess with <laughs> me. <That was laughs> it? Yeah. And I don't get messed with. So It's, it's
0: like Richard So like Richard Pryor said Don't bring up Richard Pryor. <laughs> I
6: love Richard Pryor. That's my guy.
0: Oh, like, god. I
2: amazing. can't remember the whole story, but when he went The ghost went, <laughs> "Hello." And he
0: went, "Goodbye." Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 Oh. My
0: favorite still might be from the movie Car Wash, when the guy started going after him, being a fake reverend, fake minister, and he goes, you look, I'm a Christian man. I'll be down there kicking in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> he was, I, I will never forget Nate, when I bought that album, it first came out. It does piss me off, Nate, that I can't say the names of the three albums that I have by Richard Pryor. Oh,
6: well, why can't you say them?
0: Because they all three got the big N in them. Oh, Super? The mm-hmm. Super's one. That... Uh-huh. Blank is crazy uh-huh. and Bicentennial Blank. Yeah. Three of them and I, can't, I got all three of them but I can't say the name of the album.
6: Well, you. I don't know if you're supposed to even own the album. <laughs> 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 I'll be honest with you, I think you got a guilty pleasure. It's cultural cultural appropriation.
0: <laughs> I will tell you, honest to God, this is a true story. I, I got the album. Uh-huh. I saw him on, I don't know, Dead that Tonight Show or something like that. Nice. So man, I got to see this guy. So I get home. No, I have not Heard any of his, uh, you know, uh, non TV stuff, non TV stuff, uh-huh. right? So I put it on the record player. My mother's upstairs, he starts with it,
6: <laughs> right? <laughs> she goes, What the hell are you? Doing? Yeah, <laughs> it's not Roman Catholic, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. He's dropping
0: the F bomb down there, and he's now. I thought, I, We just uh, had uh, had Richard Pryor Jr. on this show, he's the nicest guy in the world. He's had, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a really good guy.
6: I met his. Uh, I met his daughter, Rain. Oh, Rain's
0: a great person. Yeah, she is. She absolutely. I haven't talked to Rain now in a few years. She's
6: been on all the time. Remember that, JB? Mm-hmm. I met um, that kid that was saying he was his dad, but he wasn't really. Oh, really? Mason Pryor, I think the kid's name was. Oh, was it? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, he got all yeah. exposed.
0: You know, my favorite of all time with that whole deal. You were talking about Prince earlier. Mm-hmm. This actually happened. That all these people started claiming that they were mm-hmm. Princes, mm-hmm. prince's relatives. Uh, relatives, right? This one guy who was in prison claimed that he was Prince's son, but he was older than Prince.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna work. (laughs) He was older than
3: Prince. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. I tell people the story. I met Prince one time at the very beginning of his career, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm I'm in my friend's house. Owen Husney was his original manager from Minnesota here, (laughs) and I'm in. Cliff's Eagles house and they're all over there. And he walks by and he was like literally five ones. Little like fella. That. He's a little fella. And he walks by and he looks at me and goes, Hi. That was about how loud he said it too. Really?
6: he went, like,
0: Hi. That's the only thing he said and just kept on walking. Wow. He was uh he was an he was an interesting guy. Introvert. It's really really too bad with the drugs, so that's yes, that's, that's, that's terrible. terrible. I mean what a
6: talent. Really too bad. But well, that's what, that's what it was, right? It was a.
0: OPR
4: It was fentanyl. Yeah, it was, it was fentanyl. A
6: propofol, I think. Propofol, there you oh, go. Oh, man, that's what funny. got Michael Jackson. Yep. Oh,
5: yeah. no. Uh, yeah, with or Prince? Was it? No, it was the fentanyl. fentanyl? Was it, it was fentanyl?
6: fentanyl? Yeah. Um, yeah, fentanyl. Yeah, fentanyl. So it's basically so the same killing, thing. But what, yeah. they say 600 yeah. Americans a day or something yeah, like that? I think that's terrible.
0: Right,
6: yeah.
5: Yep. Well, they're using it to lace heroin. Yeah,
4: that's the problem.
5: Yeah, so when people. They dose up on heroin thinking it's just heroin. Yeah. Ooh. There's fentanyl in there.
0: But isn't and, it like a hundred <laughs> times more powerful than L- heroin?
5: Yeah. 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 At
6: least. Yeah. Uh, so,
5: oh. And I watched his documentary and I was watching it and they're like, yeah, we, we kind of like it when we have lace the fentanyl with the heroin and people die on overdoses because then the they call them the junkies or the fiends yeah. they, they want they want that high yeah they're like right. oh that's so good it'll kill yeah. you i want it that's how desperate they are for drugs it's so true. that's why they they cut it's it with, so good it'll kill you yeah yep. pretty much
4: but of course I mean, everyone thinks oh well, it won't kill me i'm yeah i'm right. smarter than that right. or, mm-hmm. my body
6: whatever. can take whatever yep and they've had the drug binge that they survived. They're like, ah, nothing can get me. Exactly, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. So, fentanyl? No, you take that, you're dead. Andy, is that a heart thing? Is that what happens? Uh, it's a respiratory thing. Well, it's respiratory. You just stop yeah, breathing, yeah, basically. Yeah, you just don't have any muscle
5: control. Yeah, yeah, and then your heart, you go into cardiac arrest because you stop breathing. Because <coughs> you stop breathing, mm-hmm. So, yeah.
6: everyone just has heart attacks on it?
5: Pretty much. Well, a cardiac arrest is when your heart just stops. Yeah. So
6: it's not an attack. It's just No, heart
5: worse. attack. Yeah, worse. it's worse. <laughs> when, when your heart stops. Yeah, that's crazy. So See, that's why I,
0: I liked beer and wine back in the day, except for not too much. <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: wow. I could get a little nuts. I, I'm sure that's shocking to you that I could get a little crazy, but uh, it was fun.
5: I, w- I was just at Paisley Park last Friday. Well, that's
0: right. You said you went there. That's so I've going.
5: been there twice now, and it it's very emotional because I was I'm a huge Prince fan and just to see his guitars and everything that has come out of that yeah, you right. know and through his life it's it's just amazing to see it
0: you know I what the second I worst thing how. about prince dying is now the first obviously is a great musician died mm-hmm. the second worst thing is every national band that tours the twin cities insists on playing purple rain yeah they yeah, yes. do yeah, garth brooks no, we
5: don't need to hear <laughs> did he you do purple rain
0: yes he did he sang
6: it his way I have purple no idea. Rain, I did a little playing on it. Rain, I much. only you wanna mean, be here. So, it's awful.
5: Though, when we were at the state fair last year, we saw Boy George, and he ended his concert with Purple Rain, and he did. Everybody a- ends up with a Purple Rain. But he did a beautiful job. And <laughs> Boy I thought, George makes sense. Yeah, well. because he was in that same time yeah. era as Prince during Purple Rain and stuff like that. So I thought he did a nice tribute to I him. He was dead. Boy uh-huh. George. Yeah. No, they thought he was going to die for a while because he was kind of strung out on drugs as He's well. He's back, well, of again. course. He's back. Didn't
0: yeah. he storm off some TV show or something? He's Man George now. <laughs> He's Man yeah, George now. He's I
5: actually phenomenal. I, <laughs> I he has grown. actually a really soulful, blues, bluesy type oh, he was of... He's a great
0: singer. He was just oh. kind of a wreck.
5: But, yeah, yeah if you to see to him live, though, around. I recommend seeing him live because his band and what he's doing right now is fantastic.
6: Speaking of seeing people live, house of comedy?
5: <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>? yes, <truly. laughs> live comedy. Come Absolutely on down. You're right. you're as far as live
6: comedy. entertainment that is best in person. You're
0: not going to do Purple Rain, right?
6: are <laughs> you? I will now. If you come, <laughs> we're playing it from the sound booth. Get Everyone sing along.
0: Rolling. I'll get the house band and It'll be a good time tonight. <laughs> so the, the deal is tonight, 7.30, 9.45. Tomorrow night, 7 to 9.30. Sunday at 7 o'clock as well. Uh, and basically, what you're going to do is you're going to go show up for the show, and then somebody's going to have to track Nate down because he's on tour in the Mall of America. Yeah, I live there. You uh, you love it. I, that's amazing. You really. Have <laughs> a nice
6: I live day. at the mall. I live at the mall. Yeah, I'm at the Radisson. I live there in the <laughs> wing of the mall. Well,
0: that Radisson Blue is a nice. A nice it is. hotel. Yeah.
6: That yeah, is. They have no microwave in my room, though. I don't know if it's just my room in particular, but uh, I think yeah, probably. It's not the best for uh, you. getting up hungry and trying to figure out what you're going to eat. Don't they have anything open all night? No. No, everything closes at oh, 7. Oh, is that five. right?
0: Nothing's open yes. all night? The, the latest you can get food is at 1 o'clock on Fridays across the
6: street. Oh, is that right? Um, well, there's an IHOP over there that's 24 oh, hours. Yeah. I went there the other night. Um, the IHOP? Yeah, and it was packed. Really? At like, say, 2, 3 uh-huh. in the morning? yeah Well, no, because oh. it's Ramadan, so all of the Muslims oh, yeah. have a oh, small yeah. window where they're allowed to eat. Right. So it was packed. I thought it was just. That was sunset. sundown.
0: Yeah. I could be wrong,
6: but I don't know. I don't know, but what I do know is there was like five groups of seventeen plus, like hmm. huge. They were slammed. They had no one in there. It was like one server. Oh. And they were just, and everybody's like, no pig. <laughs> no pig, no pig, <laughs> no pig. And the guy's like, "It's all beef, guys. I got it. No bacon, no pork on anything." What,
0: I still don't understand what is the basis for for the Arabic and Jewish faiths to not eat pig? Is because they, they were filthy a, back a, in the day? Yeah, disgusting animals.
4: God yeah. said yeah. you couldn't eat anything with a cloven so, hoof. Old Testament stuff, isn't yeah. it? God
0: said you couldn't eat anything with a cloven hoof, so yeah. centaurs are out. No okay. centaurs. Can't eat. Centaurs. You
4: can't eat horse though. Because their hooves aren't. Because yeah, hooves, yeah, horse meat's But okay. like, um, we had a
0: lot of weird rules back in
4: the
6: old cows. They did. Don't they have hooves?
0: I don't think they're cloven hooves. No, they're not cloven. They do have hooves, but they're not cloven.
6: What exactly is cloven? When has like a split, a split, a, yes.
0: yeah, a split in there. Instead of so just like a like this, it's like this. Ah. Uh-huh. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight is the night you need to go to the Mall of America, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, see Nate Jackson. Tonight it's 7.30 or 9.45, a couple tomorrow night, a couple on one on Sunday, 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was terrific having you in. I appreciate you coming in this morning. appreciate you coming in here. Thank you for having me, man. This has been awesome. It's terrific. Great people. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast.
2: Love is kind of crazy with a spooky little boy. That was Nate Jackson on The Best Of. Coming up next, closing out the show. We're opening up the... Oh, oh, all the way back to episode 508 with Jeff Hassel at the State Fair. Next. I'm gonna tell you always. Jeff Fassel! Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Yay! Thank you, Bob. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> well, I don't know about listen. the best. He doesn't.
0: I don't know about the best, but... He's All right, okay. so we're gonna going to call Wandering Puffin, incorpor- or LLC, and, and we're going to book trips. Thank you. Thank thank you I was, was just
5: talking to Lindsay about how I'm going to... Do you want a chair, I need a travel agent.
0: Just grab those headphones, and if you want a chair, we'll get you... All right. Oh, yeah, you're gonna get up.
5: We need so a are you travel do
0: a go to stand over there. Free,
2: free, free trip. There it is. What is, that, what is that stuff?
0: It's walleye. It's the walleye and cheese. Yeah, but what's the red
4: stuff? I don't know. I'm eating around it because it's uh, scary. No, it's good.
3: No, it's really right. good. And
4: probably bell peppers. It looks a lot yeah, looks like, like red
3: bell peppers right, to me, right. and it smells like peppers. Yeah, I'm are you around stuffed it? up?
2: Are you sick? <laughs> yeah, around I'm it. stuffed
3: up. Why are you used to, Oh, because allergies? My, my allergies, allergies are allergies. awful oh. today. For, for three They're months, bad. I've had allergies, but yep. then I got a cold. Uh, I think it's the glad handing out here.
0: <coughs> we're going to tell a little <laughs> story why Jeff passold is here. Of course, we worked together <coughs> for many years. He won't
4: be at my wedding. On
0: the ca- that's right, he well, already stepped you on to your be wedding. Here. I, uh, hey, my niece. Oh, this is going to go well for my day. day.
5: <laughs> <was so> ridiculous. <coughs> uh,
0: um, <coughs> this year is the first time I've appeared at the Minnesota State Fair in 40 years. Last time I appeared in 1975, I was working at WDGY, and these boys, they're probably 15, 14, 16 years old. I think 16, probably. 16.
1: We're throwing <laughs> pennies
0: at me. <laughs> <laughs> throwing pennies at we me, We do that right?
2: when you're passed out on the chair. Yeah.
0: yeah.
4: Try to get them in your mouth.
0: So they're throwing <laughs> pennies at me, and then, so I said, I'm not going to go back there. It's ridiculous having people throwing things at me. Oh, jeff got a beer?
3: How no, not for everything. me. Oh, not you. Yeah, that's okay. Is this mini
4: Thanks. donut beer? That's right. Is that what it Many is? Many
3: years later, it's
4: I find out it was
3: Pat's old his brothers that were throwing pennies at
2: <laughs> him. Nice. <laughs> to God. We were so trying to distract him when
3: he'd go on the air. <laughs>
2: <laughs> throwing <laughs>
3: pennies at him.
0: But then, well, then I met you just a couple <laughs> years later. Oh, this why pass food over me? It's not it's food. Gonna it's going to get all over me. Yep.
4: Well, don't spray it all over yourself. Act like an adult.
0: Here's Alex. <laughs>
4: oh Wait, what's that sugar on the
2: rim? What's it's yeah. mini donut beer. Mini, mini donut, donut beer. beer. This is delicious. Oh, I
0: know, isn't Christ. it
2: good? I recommend this.
0: Here we go. Hazelden bound. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: I recommend it. Mini hardly.
3: donut beer endorsed by Hazelden. <laughs> <laughs> endorsed by
2: <laughs>
3: by if you can it. get that endorsement, you've made it. Yeah.
2: There you go. I get the grit. So yeah, like,
0: let's say a mm. year or two after you were throwing pennies at me at yeah. the fair, two years because it was 1977. All of a sudden, Dave Passel, who I've known for longer, you know, brings his little brother to play football with us at Cliff Siegel's house. <laughs> yep, Philip Wise was there. Yes, he was. Philly dog. And then I find out, uh, you know, all these years later. Then we start working together, and you know, you remember we used to play football. I said, "What?" Because yeah. yeah. I was the 17 year old that Dave Passel. I
3: never even. I don't know. You never even put two and two together. I don't know why. You You probably didn't know Dave's last name at the time. You just knew it was was Dave Passel because he was working with Bo. Yeah. Oh. Anyhow, so then we reconnect, and here we are all these years later. Yeah. And now it's we've been
0: working together for what 24 years? 26 years.
3: 26, I Jays. guess. 26 years.
0: 88. Yeah. 88. 26
3: years, yeah. October of 88. It's been unbelievable. When I uh, when you let me on there. It
0: was just before they fired him from Carol 11 <laughs> <laughs> Which no. never happened. That did not happen. No, it did not. But Jeff went to Denver for a couple yeah, of years. Yeah,
3: 93 to mm-hmm. 96, came back here in 96 and I was at Care from uh, 81 to uh, 93. So, and, and now, now I've been back here since '96. And just the other day, the guy says, uh, Great to have you back from Denver. It's been 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, great, time, great having you back. Time flies. Yeah, yeah, it sure yeah. does. Yeah, but well, at least they remember. Yeah, it is. So, you've
0: been enjoying the fair
3: this year? Yeah, I love to tell my uh, fair story. Uh, I want to hear your fair story. about Ian Leonard. I've told it on uh, like KQ you, before. Man. Yeah, Ian, uh, Ian loves the fair, our weather guy. And uh, he loves to chit-chat with everybody who comes by for an autograph. And sometimes, you know, we get a good crowd like this. And, you know, we want to make sure everybody gets, you know, whatever they're asking for. And uh, (laughs) Ian is uh, talking it up with a mom. And behind the mom is a teenage girl that's just chomping away on her corn on the cob.
2: Was it Alex?
3: And just chomping away. And and, uh, so Ian... uh, It tries to say something to the teenage girl and she just keeps chomping away and doesn't respond to him and he thinks he's being real funny so he says, well, Jeff, this is uh, mom Susie and her daughter uh, Kathy, who apparently doesn't talk very much. And the mom looks at Ian and says, that's because she's deaf. Uh,
2: I spurn my
3: And I have to sign the autograph next. I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <Idiot>.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, she is. So, well, now here's, not, oh, so here's, the, here's the latest Ian thing. Every night I put up a scoreboard because Ian's always talking about how he eats everything down yeah, there. Right. And I just told the producers back at the station, you know, do uh, corn dogs and put whatever number you want on it, mini donuts, put whatever number. And when it pops up right before we toss to Ian for the weather... We'll just kind of wing it and read the numbers off the board. Well, last night it was Corn Dogs 52, <laughs> you know, Mini Donuts 36. We get an email from a viewer today that says, there is no way Ian Leonard can eat that much food, and I'm going to call him a liar to his face. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy believes it. He believes <laughs> it.
0: You guys were just filming something over here when I was walking over about an hour ago. <laughs> that's a miracle right. of birth. Yeah. Oh, Is that what it
2: was? I love yeah. that place. I saw your nah. cameras
0: over there Gross. anyways. I don't know what they <laughs> were filming. I, yeah. I didn't see. I was Mom, looking for somebody. But I,
2: it's circle of life. I don't like that.
0: You don't like the circle of life?
2: I like the circle of life, give, but I don't want to see the afterbirth. You,
3: you, should you don't want to see the afterbirth? You see Hey, you know, Kelsey Carlson goes over there the other day and there's, there's going to be a calf that's born. Yeah. Our, our newer co-anchor, Kelsey Carlson. She's... Experiencing the fair for the first time, so mm. we tell her she should go there. And over the loudspeaker, <laughs> I kid you not, if you're close to the birthing uh, position, you may want to back off. There could be flying feces. Oh!
2: <laughs> <No>!
3: <laughs> That's where you want to dial in. Yeah, so tonight. Catherine, get right over there. Front uh,
2: row. Flying of, feces. Yeah. Wear a poncho. Yeah. Wear a poncho.
0: God, one of my favorite stories. And I have to change the words of this one, too. When yeah. Jeff and I first started working together in 1988 on KQRS, it's a nice bag you have there, sir. Hey. There you go. Hey. We go out to lunch one day at the Lincoln Dell. And Jeff's working at Care 11 at the time, and the sports guy over there. And you know, One thing I'll tell you about TV people is they tend to, you know, Their image is very important. No, I'm just saying because they're TV people. They can't act like jerks in public or anything because everybody (laughs) recognizes them, right? Whereas radio people, you can do whatever you want because nobody knows what you look like, doesn't it? So we're sitting at the Lincoln Dell and this really old guy. Now Jeff doesn't know this, but I know this guy and I've known the guy for like 40 years. And this is the one on
3: Lake Street. The
0: one on Lake Street, right. (laughs) And I can't tell you what I said to the man because we're at the state fair. You're stupid. But anyway... I see he's got two canes. He's coming over to the table. It's taking him a year to get over there. <laughs> and he, he walks up, doesn't acknowledge me. I don't acknowledge him. He walks up to Jeff. He goes, Say, aren't you Jeff Bassel from Channel 11? I went, Get lost! <laughs> <laughs> It was
3: the greatest look I've ever seen on anyone's face. Well, I thought you were going to tell the other one. We were sitting there having breakfast after a show one day. Oh, that thing. And I'm parked right there behind, outside the window that we're sitting by, and some old guy comes in in a Cadillac and totally creases my car, <laughs> backs up, pulls back in, parks his car and walks in. I go up to him. I go, what do you think you're doing? He goes, I didn't do anything. I go, we watched you crease my car out here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> then, here's another one. Tom and I are at oh the Lincoln Dell. We used to love to go to the Lincoln Dell. We're at the Lincoln Dell. This was the old one on 394 and 100 where oh, the West End is. I now. love this story. So, Tom goes, to, look, at, there's a state trooper out there inside the cloverleaf. leaf. What's he doing? And as a joke, I said, ah, he's probably just waiting for some donuts. I swear to God, within about two minutes, two another minutes. state trooper car comes up. Their two windows roll down because they're facing opposite. And the guy hands out a donut box <laughs> to <the other> guy. <laughs>
2: It's a problem with stereotypes. You it's know a what? A little bit of truth. Yeah, to but
3: them. <laughs> in this day and age, you know, if we would have had the cell phone, on, it
5: would have gone uh, viral. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it was like, like it was a huge.
0: What was the name of that donut joint? It was uh, a pink and white box.
3: It was like Dunkin' donut. 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 donut? yeah. yeah, Donuts.
0: Was Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. Jeff and I used to back, you know, before his schedule got huge with, uh, you know, working ninety hours a day, and I'm mine too. Ninety we used hours to go a day. Up,
4: mm-hmm. Is that exact?
0: Yeah, about oh. that. We used to go out and do like karaoke and go out, uh, oh, hang yeah. out, what go did up you north just call together. It?
4: Karaoke. It's
0: karaoke is how you actually pronounce the word. Karaoke. It's not karaoke. It's, it's caro- not karaoke. It's what is karaoke. karaoke. It's karaoke. I say karaoke. I
4: say karaoke. Andy,
0: you speak Spanish, Japanese.
2: Spanish. You speak Spanish. <laughs> you speak Japanese. I do also speak Spanish.
0: <laughs> That's true. He also speak Spanish. <laughs> so it's, uh, what's, what's the,
3: uh, how do the Japanese
4: say it? Well, if it's. Transcribed correctly. I don't know how they spell it in Japanese, but it would be karaoke. Okay, karaoke. kara-oke. What did you're I not do karaoke. Karaoke makes you sound kind <laughs> of. <laughs> <laughs> you that action? You're not
0: Japanese. Did you know that? But I'm telling you, you say you're supposed to pronounce the words correctly. No, I always
4: pronounced it karaoke as a kid. That's how they
0: said yeah. it. Yeah. Dad.
4: Ja- just never let's say get, it. Again. Let's get Jomani the audience vote out to it.
0: Mr. Roboto. How
2: many of you are going
4: to
5: say karaoke? Karaoke?
0: Yep. Yeah. she's <laughs> slipping a coin. Yeah. I think of that, to. actually. Uh, but we used to go out and have so much fun; it was unbelievable. We so, go out, might have had a you know beer, maybe, maybe just beer. We used to laugh so hard. Mm. Honestly, I thought I was going to die some weekend. Don't we, die. we would start laughing about things. Would happen. And I don't it was all I don't know why it was. But there's a story we can't tell, but there's there there is a certain part of a bull's body that they make things out of. Yeah.
5: The uh, tail?
2: Not the um, tail. The yeah. yeah.
0: The lower <laughs> unit
3: you can say. Yes, the lower <laughs> unit.
0: And where did you
3: get that thing? There's a Buffalo restaurant in Denver, and the owner, I went there, mm. and he said, Here, uh, we've we got putters that we sell.
2: Are you kidding and, me? And
3: it's a putter, and the thing is like twisted. You know, you have the regular grip on it, and then the regular putter head, but the shaft is a shaft.
2: <laughs>
3: it's all twisted, and then they shellac it. And it looks like old, old hickory. I don't. Want,
2: I don't want that job. But, but well, why? Yeah. No, no. is my question. No. Well, th- it's a novelty
3: gift. Uh. So I bring it back, <laughs> and we go up north on a golf weekend, and uh, we had uh, a gag prize that we set up so this guy mm. would win it. And uh, after we're done playing the golf round, you know, amazing. there's about twelve of us. Uh, All right, but you have to do it's a lucky uh, Scottish putter and so what they do is just like with a shillelagh you have to lick the putter up and down
2: Can it was a great... So we
3: got pictures of the guy.
2: Oh, nasty.
3: <laughs> then we told him afterwards, we gave him the little card that was attached to it.
2: <laughs> Did he punch you on the face?
3: Uh, no. no, he had too many beers Large. by way,
2: This is a
0: guy, by the way, we used to have little contests, like long drive or closest to the pin or yeah. whatever. This is the same guy that was licking the putter shaft.
2: <laughs>
0: we go up to see you hit closest to the pin. And there's a golf ball that's literally on the green by about a quarter of an inch. Yeah. But he didn't think the same guy was licking the butter shaft. Didn't think it was on the green. So he starts hollering... NC (laughs) NC and Jeff goes, what do you what? NC goes, no qualify.
2: (laughs) You mean NQ?
3: No, he said (laughs) said NC. And then we started to shake dice. Have you ever played six five four? Oh god! (laughs) And so if you didn't qualify, we started calling it an (laughs) NC. So a number of years later, I'm not kidding you, there's two women at a golf course I'm at, and they're shaking dice, and I hear the one woman say, (laughs) N.C. I go, how do you know that? She goes, oh, we all call it that. We must have talked about it on the radio, and they picked it up there. That's all I could figure. That's what I'm Or a lot of
2: people can't spell. Yeah,
3: (laughs) N.C. Oh, God. Yeah, and he looked at us like we were nuts. Well, no quality, <laughs> 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 No
2: quality, N.C.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. it, man. Yeah. So now we got to get good. you on the uh, Man Up show. Okay.
3: We're kind of working oh, together yeah. again. That's it's a the 29th. Area.
0: It's uh, the yep. show, oh, Channel twenty nine. Channel twenty nine. Yeah. It's on at 10.30. You 30 be on, on there, you? Morning.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah, it's
3: Fox. They, well, I know, but, but I'm just
2: checking. No, you
3: might yeah. have... I probably could. I'm not We want to get it. you okay. on there
0: like jumping out of an airplane. Uh, no, nah, that won't
3: happen. <laughs> that already no. happened. No, I We're Dan damn jump out Dan airplane, jumped out of an airplane. Though. I can't, I can't jump out of an airplane. I can't I do heights. I can not do that either. No. no. Too many that I can't do roller coasters, <coughs> motion sickness. Uh, the, yeah, the, I got the same deal. The Blue Angels have offered me the ride about three different can times. Can't it. yeah, no, like, uh, uh, no Can't get it done. No, it's true. Well, I have video of me. Uh you know, uh, Fox, uh, before, well, it might have been before we were Fox, they wanted me to do a story about how, you know, I grew up in the Twin Cities, and one of the lines I said is, hey, I've been here so long, the field trip was to the tallest building in Minneapolis, and it was the Fochet Tower. 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 <laughs> yeah, so uh, they uh, they said, hey, we'll have you up on top of the Fochet Tower. Oh. And I went, oh, you mean in the I remember thing? that. And I, I said, yeah, so I went up to that observation deck, and you're all caged in, and that was all right. But I come back to the station and they go, you know, there's just too many shadows from the cage and everything. But the maintenance guy said, we can get up above there on those things that look like steps. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It was a windy October day. It's like 30 (laughs) stories, right? I think it's it's 30 stories. Is it 30? I don't even know. I think the building itself was 28. Okay. Well, I get up there and I'm standing. There's no, I, I reach, there's a little guardrail and it's only about up to your knee on there. And it's all loose. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> so then they said, "Well, we got to get you around to this corner of the building because th- the cameras are in these two buildings here. One of them was the IDS, and I don't know. The other one might have been a Piper Jaffray or something." And so I had to shimmy along that thing. <laughs> I had nightmares when oh, I, I got there. Oh my god! Then I crawled back. <laughs> I wasn't gonna walk <laughs> that. It's a metal hatch that you can get up there. Right. And I still have the video. It's uh the my paramedics God.
2: had to be called in. And why yeah. did
3: they want you to do that? Because the the line was and I remember when I because when I went on a field trip as a kid, we'd go to the tallest building in Minneapolis, and then they cut to me, and it was the Fauchet Tower and I'm standing on it.
0: Was that Stu's idea?
3: He okayed it. <laughs> 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 now you're understanding why. Yeah. Did you talked to Stu recently. I got a uh, happy birthday <coughs> note from him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Your birthday a couple Yeah. Ago. I, I, I sent him a couple of notes. You know, his folks died within about two weeks of each other. Nice. Honestly, lived Well into their 90s. That's yeah. Pretty common. Yeah. They had a great life and a, yeah, yeah. It so they were wonderful people.
0: He well Stu's one of the great guys that
3: ever. Yeah, he me? is. Stu he Schwartz.
0: Stu Schwartz ran Channel Nine forever. Yep. And then
3: uh, he's just, he just a class guy. Yeah, well, he's done very well uh, since, too. I mean, he, the guy doesn't slow down in retirement. He, uh, he has that uh, grand stadium TV. He does all of the contracts for high school uh, sporting events that are on television throughout the country.
0: That's wonderful. You know,
3: like the state hockey tournament here, yeah, state basketball, yeah. all that. He does that for a number of other uh, uh, states. Uh, Honest to God. Yeah, his, uh, his company has really taken off.
0: What's really weird about this business is you know you work with guys you hang out with guys because one of the guys we used to hang out with back when Jeff was at Channel Eleven was Paul Major yeah he would go he would go up on all the golf trips and all that stuff and then I hadn't talked to him for years he moved out to L A obviously was, was that like ten years ago or Whoa, something yeah, at, it's least, be 10. at least yeah. Yeah. at least ten years mm-hmm, I
2: yeah. think
0: so but now honestly God I hear I hear from him all the time and well Mike Evans plays golf with them all the time yep Mike Evans yeah so it's just weird how guys end up. They move across the country, but you still hear from them
3: all the time. Well, through Twitter, I hear from majors once in a while, you know, and then we have the the running jokes about things that happened long ago, just like you and I do, you know. So uh, I'll get a little ha-ha back from them every now and then. Remember in 1995,
0: we were on vacation, and I lived up in Dayton at the time, Dayton, Minnesota, and our barn burned to the ground. And Paul and I were going through kind of a little tiff at that time. (laughs) I'm not getting along all that well. (laughs) (laughs) And so... Somebody said, look, I recorded this for you. Look what he said about you. He reports the fact that my barn burned down. They show the video. Yeah. And this barn is on fire. Yeah, this it is, went up. Right? Yeah, It really went up. And the story ends, he looks at the camera and goes, I didn't do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was very, very Which is funny.
2: suspicious in itself. Yeah. <laughs> it
3: you know. He wasn't seen near the scene uh, the of the crime, was he? Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: I don't think he was. How yeah. long have you been to Channel 9 now?
3: 18 years. 18
0: years. years yeah. wow. yeah. Anchoring up a storm.
3: Yeah, and we're doing all of our uh, newscasts out here live. Not just the early one. For years, we just did the early news. But we're doing...
4: 10 o'clock? I mean, 9 I
5: o'clock. 9 and 10, yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: 9 and 10 uh, and 5 and, uh, let's see, the morning news out here. And we have a new six o'clock newscast that starts September eighth. And that's gonna be uh, Randy Meyer and Kelsey Carlson doing that. Okay, half you're hour. doing
0: you're doing five and five thirty or I
3: do I'm gonna do the five to five thirty. Yeah. And then Randy's gonna do the six o'clock one. And at five thirty I'm not sure what the plan is yet.
0: Well, oh, so it's not gonna do five thirty news anymore? Yeah, I think we will, but I'm not sure who's doing what. Who's doing yeah, it.
3: we haven't figured that out. You still loving it? Yeah, because it's something different every day. Um and, uh, you know, it's, it's it's interesting to take stories that, you know, can be really bad, uh, but let people know that, you know, you're feeling it just as much as the audience is, too. Right. I try to view things in their perspective, and I try to write things in their perspective, too. Right. Like, uh, a lot of the producers uh, that we have will write some stories, and I'll go through them and edit, and or else I'll even i'll write the thing myself and they'll say thanks for the help you know you really don't have to i said well this is one i really wanted to put into my work right, right you know you don't want to uh, you don't want to say something that you wouldn't normally say so uh we had a president one time that called that people speak i'm going to put it into people speak oh yeah that's right it that was reagan he'd rewrite uh, all of these scripts right. and there's a fascinating book by uh, peggy noonan who uh ...was his uh, number one speech writer. Yeah, she was unbelievable. And she, at the time, didn't think he was very bright. And then, But he'd go in and <laughs> well, he'd hack nice. the heck out of her 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 speeches. <laughs> and it frustrated her. And that was one of the things that probably made her have that opinion. That but he, he wasn't very bright. But down the road, because he changed the things to, we're gonna. Yeah.
2: Instead we're gonna, of, yeah, we're going to. We're right? going to, yeah. We're gonna. And
3: afterwards, she realized... He was really speaking to the people, yeah. and they ended up calling him one of the great communicators. So, uh, I uh, I try to do the same thing. Do you I, think it's the job of journalists? Yes, Jeff
2: Pastels and Reagan.
3: No, I try to. <laughs> 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 I try to, I try to speak like the people do out there. Yeah. Hand um, in hand. Hand yeah. in hand. <laughs> well, well This <laughs> well, well, a Jeff Passole.
2: Everyone. Yep. Can you yep. do Reagan?
0: Everyone wants. Well, That's <laughs> all Mom. Yeah. Oh. Mom.
2: There's a guy,
4: there's a guy that looks like he has two black long socks with tennis balls at the bottom and he's whipping them around in front of the bathrooms. It's quite the show.
2: Okay, run right no. over there. Stop watching walk- no. yeah, right, the uh, this. We should all go over there. I'm just kidding. Well, it's nice seeing it. you. Seriously, badass no, things by the, the can. Like this
4: guy that just <laughs> is like doing this.
3: He can be your guest tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. It's <That's>
4: really weird.
0: <laughs> things have gone downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Al. It's been Alex. horrible. Wow. wow. I'm that curious, One thing that really bothers me, you guys don't do it where you are, but people, like journalists, whether they be. Print journalists or, or or electronic, they change the story to fit their personal
3: view of politics. Oh, that yes. happens a lot. Oh, that Christ happens a lot. That makes me mad. I take great pride that on yeah. election night, uh, yeah, uh, on election night, let's say, I get just as many people not liking what I said from both sides of the aisle. Well, that's, figured, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. That figured, I figure. I figure that means I'm I'm being pretty fair. I agree, and that's yeah. true. And I
0: mean, your job is just to report the news, what the
3: news is. Yeah, not well, manipulated. Let me let me give you an example. Uh, we did the ice bucket challenge the first day of the fair. Here. I saw that. Amy yes. Klobuchar and I. <coughs> yep. Do you know? Within minutes of doing that, we're raising money for ALS, and uh, and within minutes of doing that. Our phones rang off the hook at the station. People calling it an ethics violation because she showed favoritism to one charity over another. Well, that are was you? that was me. Oh my <laughs> god! <That laughs> was, me. I call, But yeah. I mean, you know, we're raising money for ALS. I know. It I know. isn't political, right? I so know. it just shows you that the the people out there that are going to complain they're they're going to complain for, no matter what. They're going to they're looking for something to complain yeah. about. They can't even you do guys,
2: something nice. I
0: mean, you guys out here, don't you get sick of people putting their spin on stories? Their own political yeah. spin.
2: Unless it's our spin, right? right. No, okay. no, <laughs> no,
0: no. I never spin the stories on KQR.
3: Never.
2: Not at
0: all. Is calling someone a moron, is that putting spin on it?
2: kind of is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... No, that's telling well, the truth. <laughs> 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 yeah. No. no that, depends on who it well, is. Well,
3: depends who we're talking <laughs> about. Yeah. yeah, right.
2: Someone I like. I
3: always say, if you really want to get in trouble, tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's true. true.
0: So people actually complained that there were there it was an ethics violation because she was promoting just one charity. Yes. Yes. And you did hear that that the Catholic Church in where was that? She made them shut it down because apparently this charity supports stem cell research, so they made them stop doing the ice bucket challenge here too. Oh, like uh, like, come on. Yeah. Raise (laughs) money for charity wherever you can. Wherever you can raise money for charity. Yeah. So where are you off to now? You got, I usually at work at 2 o'clock,
3: right? one uh, thirty. so I'm heading oh, over to our, over our station right now. I have uh, right meet and greet duty over there. We're right next to the giant slide. You are, yes.
0: Yeah. I walked by there yesterday. Well, I have to walk by there to get over here. How
2: much is that to go down that okay, slide Q. now? $150? $300? <laughs> yeah,
0: <it's> $150. <laughs> How much is I think
3: it's 2 bucks. <laughs> really? I'm not sure.
0: Is I think it is? I thought it's it
2: was a bad. lot. I thought it was I like $10. Saw,
0: I saw Ian's tip, too, go down early in the morning or late at night. Because that's when they have it the slickest. That's right, because they, they wax, it? wax it kind of. Do yeah, they, they wax it. Yeah. Oh. They okay. said do it first thing in the morning or the last thing at night because they have it waxed for the next day and then they wax
3: it again. I can't, when it rained I can't the other see. day, you should have seen the crew out there trying to get that thing dried off. Because, oh, really? Because, you know, if it's wet, those burlap sacks stick. All right, I know you got to go, but <laughs> right. what, what's
2: the On word? On that pleasant thought.
0: What's the word? Is it supposed <laughs> to rain tomorrow all day, really?
2: Uh, I don't know. It wasn't looking good last night when I was watching. Really? Yeah, that's Fox what they were saying.
3: Well, good. <laughs> Boy, Boy, I a, a bunch of electrical poles. Well, yeah, well, it's supposed to. Don't work. worry about it. You're hooked up to a bunch of electrical <laughs> stuff. Yeah, can we ground metal metal poles this? Poles yeah.
2: Can we? Mike from Blaine can ground it tomorrow. He can. Uh, <laughs> can you handle
3: that, Mike from Blaine? <laughs> Have you ever met you Jeff pass on the lightning, Mike from Blaine?
2: There he is. He's a good
3: kid. How you doing, Mike from Blank? All right, well, all right. We could just walk around Jameson. Well, I'll yeah. shake his hand on hey, the, way the way out. i got to go that way. Do you
0: believe his name is Jameson Bachrock?
2: Does he look like Jameson, Jameson Bachrock? I
3: know some people who love your whiskey. <laughs> 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 Jeff Passel, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Thanks, guys. Good to see you all. Thank Thank
5: you, you, you for Bye. Bye. all the
2: wedding. <laughs> much like hockey season for the minnesota wild this episode is completely over on yet another installment of the best of the tom bernard podcast brought to you as always by brad and bryant great clips this week yeah! vince wilson nate jackson and jeff passel Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.